are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You see, for years, people have understood that Paul had a thorn in the flesh, but not many knew what that thorn was. Now, what I want us to do in this session, I want us to go back and read the foundation scripture in the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians. And I want to read again from verse 7, where Paul says, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. Now, Paul made this statement, and it's been taken out of context, and not only out of context, but people have read things between the lines and said the thorn in the flesh was sickness, sore eyeballs, and all other kinds of things. But Paul said it was a messenger of Satan. Now, we have gone through the scriptures and pointed out to you the fact that Paul had to act on the word of God to get delivered from that messenger of Satan. In fact, as we're studying in the scriptures here, even in the 16th chapter, he's still being buffeted by that. When he goes on to talk about this thorn in the flesh, he says, this messenger of Satan that buffeted me, or the Greek says, that he might buffet me. So he's speaking of an angel of the devil that was buffeting Paul in almost every instance where he went to preach the gospel. And as we referred to, and I want to mention again, the fact that the persecution really started strong at Antioch. And that's where Paul preached for a whole year, preached this revelation, and all men that came believed seemingly, and they began to call the disciples Christians first at Antioch. Now, that is indicative of how powerful that revelation was, that after he preached it, they began to say, well, the disciples are little Christ. They'll do the same thing that Jesus did. And quite frankly, that's what the Bible teaches us. In fact, Jesus taught that. He said, the works that I do shall ye do also, and even greater works than these shall ye do, because I go to my Father. Well, you see, Jesus went to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit. He came and got inside every believer. I'll tell you one of the worst things that Satan ever saw happened on the day of Pentecost when there was 120 poured out of the same mold that Jesus was. And before the day was over, there was 3,120. And Satan couldn't handle one Jesus. So when Jesus said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, I'll gladly glory in my weakness or infirmity or in my lack of ability or power to control the situation so the anointing of God rests on me. Now, with that, I want us to come to the 16th chapter of Acts and I want us to read from verse 16 because this is where we really began to see Paul tap into the revelation that Jesus was giving him. In fact, we see it in the other places and some of the things that we have not mentioned because we got involved in saying so much about it in other ways that we missed that part of it was the fact that every time Satan stirred up persecution and stopped Paul from ministering in this city or whatever city it was and he just went on to another city, then he would go there and great miracles and great things would happen there. So the demon that was assigned to Paul that was the thorn in the flesh was actually 
not really doing what he had been assigned to do. He was just not able to pull it off, let's put it that way. He was about the same way the Antichrist will be in the end time. The Antichrist will never be able to pull off what he intends to, even though he tries. But Paul learned to operate in the anointing of God. And that's what we must do if we're going to successfully minister the Word of God because there's no doubt about it that Satan is going to try to stop the Word from being preached. But the Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joints of the marrow. So God's Word is more powerful. Now in the 16th chapter of Acts, let's look at verse 16. It says, It came to pass... As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed of a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. In other words, she was a fortune teller. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now, you see, there was nothing really wrong with what she said. She was telling the truth. They were the servants of the Most High God, and they were showing the way of salvation. But who wants a demon witnessing for you? And you see, the devil will never tell the truth unless it's to his advantage to do so. So in this situation, the demons thought that if we can get this woman to tell the truth about these men, why, it'll make her look good and that she's a fortune teller and she's really telling the truth. See, the demons knew some things. See, they're familiar spirits and demons that know some things. And they knew Paul. They understood Paul. And they knew what he'd come there for. So they decided they'd get in on the deal. So there really wasn't anything wrong with what she said other than the fact that you just don't want demons going around witnessing for you. Now notice what happened. Now remember, Paul said, I'll glory in my infirmity in my weakness, in my inability to control this situation. Now, I know I've come across that several times, and I mention it <laughs> several times in every session. But I still think some of you missed what we're saying here. See, Paul said, I'm going to glory in the fact that I can't do anything about it. Now, some of you got so discouraged because you couldn't control certain situations. Well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. It just looked like, you know, this thing's going to defeat me. Paul said, I glory when I get to that point. Now, see, I know there's a revelation here that if we get it, it'll set some cornerstones in your life. That when you come to that point and you recognize that I can't handle this situation, that I'm going to have to make a demand on the anointing and the power of God. Now, you're going to face many situations in the ministry like that. And any believer is going to face some situation like that. That you're going to have to make a decision that I just can't do it in myself. And I'm going to have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And you're going to have to wait for the anointing of God to come on you to right that situation. You see, the problem comes when we get in strife over the deal and get out of love and get in a position where God can't use you. Now, Paul could have easily gotten that situation right here and blown the whole deal. What was Paul going to do about this woman? Here she is following him around. Now, even though he knows by the Spirit of God that she's possessed by an evil spirit, a familiar spirit, a spirit of divination. But he can't just slap her and tell her to go home and shut up. That wouldn't be very Christian-like. I mean, that'd turn the crowd off quick, wouldn't it? So what did Paul do? The Scripture says that this woman followed Paul 
and cried, saying, and they did this for many days now, that these are the servants of the Most High God that showed us the way of salvation. This they did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit. Now, you better underline the word spirit there. He's addressing the evil spirit or the spirit of divination in this woman. Now, you notice that he didn't do this the first day. He didn't do it the second day. It said that she did this many days. Now, I think the point that the Apostle Paul and the Spirit of God is trying to get over to us, that it may not always come, the anointing to do and the knowledge to do and the word of knowledge concerning some of these things, may not always come just when you think they ought to. may not always happen just like you thought it was going to happen. But Paul said, I'll just glory in the fact I can't do it that the anointing of God will rest on me. So Paul waited till he was sure what he was to do. You know, sometimes we go off just half-cocked on some things and get in trouble. You know, just going to give folks a piece of our mind. <laughs> That's really about what we do. We give them a piece of our mind and end up needing it back because we have too little left. But now, he turned to this spirit and said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now I want you to get this. Here's the Apostle Paul, man of God, anointed of God, sent on a missionary journey. He is teaching the Word of God, preaching the Word of God, and he got this little woman that's possessed of an evil spirit following him around for three or four days and testified. <laughs> in witnessing for Jesus. And Paul is grieved in his spirit. I mean, he didn't want that. But what's he going to do about it? What would you have done about it? So he just waited for the anointing of God to come on him. The anointing of knowing and the anointing to do something about it. See, Jesus already promised him, Now, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And that's actually what Paul was waiting on, the direction of the grace of God in that situation how God wanted to do that situation. He knew that that demon wasn't going to win out over the deal. See, this was a demon. This demon was inspired to stir up trouble for Paul. And when one was dispatched and cast out and Paul got rid of that one, well, there was another messenger of Satan there. So what's Paul going to do? He can't slap the woman and tell her to shut up. But he waited for the anointing of God. You see, you need to wait for a time. There's a timing in God's methods and in his anointing. And then when the anointing came upon Paul, he just turned to the Spirit and said, Come out of her in the name of Jesus. And the Spirit came out the same hour. It worked, didn't it? The demon got dismissed from his assignment. Now, you see, that's what Jesus was trying to get over to Paul all this time. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, God's grace could have been there. You see, God is willing God's always willing. In fact, the Apostle Paul, the one that wrote and said that my preaching was not yea and nay. My preaching was yes and amen. Yes and so be it. In other words, every promise of God is yes and amen. God's already said yes to every promise in the new covenant. He's already said yes to it. But you see, it's a matter of us acting on it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed. We've been talking about rightly dividing the word. And then our offer this week is offer number 7212, Paul's Thorn in the Flesh. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Now, this is the most enlightening series concerning this subject. 
you hear so many people say that, well, Paul was sick all of his life, and, you know, he just never could get over it. Well, one thing in Paul's ministry that you'll notice if you read about him, he never said he was sick. <laughs> he might have been at one time, but he never said that he was. And so many people try to make Paul's thorn in the flesh sickness. And then they say, well, you know what he did? He prayed that God would heal him, and he said, no, it's not my will to heal you, Paul. It's my will for you to suffer. Well, that's not what the Scripture said about it. Here's what he said. Verse 8 of Second Corinthians 12 says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now notice, he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, if that was sickness and disease, that wouldn't make any sense at all if he said, when I am the sickest, then's when I feel the best. <laughs> now, notice what he goes on to say. He said, I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ might rest upon me. And he goes on to say, when I am weak, then am I strong. Now, if this is referring to sickness, this passage of Scripture doesn't make any sense at all. But he's not talking about sickness. He's talking about a thorn in the flesh, which always in the Scripture refers to people being influenced by the devil. Now, this Scripture here gives us insight to what it was. Paul said it was a messenger of Satan. That's offer number 7212, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.